It's unnecessary roughness. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20. 25. 30. He's off to the races. Here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him. 25. 20. Talon. Ball game. Bye bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Touchdown, Raiders. Victory, Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, my goodness. Let's go home. <laughs> This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. And we are broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Both Ari, who's behind the wheels of steel, and myself. We're with you with the, for the next three hours. Again, live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. And he's putting together the ultimate all-time Raiders team. I think that that's awesome. It's a hell of an idea, especially for early July. It's fantastic. It'll lead you right into training camp and then get you prepared for the upcoming uh, season, of course, preseason and the 53-man roster, how that's all going to shake out. And then, of course, the 2023 season gets underway with the first two games on the road, Denver, and then followed by the Buffalo Bills before the Raiders uh, open up Allegiant Stadium for the season as they host Pittsburgh in a prime time affair. So uh, that's going to be fun. Make sure you tune in each and every day to hear more uh, from players, coaches, and just how JT puts together the ultimate Raiders team. Again, I think that's really uh, a great feature that he's doing. I'm excited about the show that we have as I'm excited about the show we have each and every day. Have some really good guests to get to on today's show. We have some really good topics to get to. Of course, we want to hear from you. want to make you a major part of the show as well at 702-365-9200. And the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up at 2.30, our good friend Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and also our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, usually a part of Cofield & Company. He'll join the show just to talk all things Raiders and what he's thinking as we're about 20 days away from the first practice for the Silver and Black when it comes to training camp. So sooner rather than later, before you know it, just a couple short weekends away, and then all of a sudden you'll look up, and we'll be talking about coming in hot from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center and running in after practice and running in after media sessions, and all of a sudden everybody is on the go, moving quick, fast, and in a hurry. So uh, buckle up because he'll be here sooner than you know. So Adam Hill, he'll join us at 2.30, then at 3 o'clock, our good friend Ari Mayrov from the 33rdteam.com talking all things NFL, and I was just talking with JT about the fact that there's still not a – a Hard Knocks team. And I'm, look, I'm not a big Hard Knocks guy at all. Like, I really never paid attention to Hard Knocks until the Raiders were on it, and I obviously watched that because I had to and just wanted to see how it all shook out. Never been a big Hard Knocks guy, but I know that it's a big market. I know a lot of people are big fans of Hard Knocks, but I'm just kind of wondering if it's starting to lose a little bit of its luster. Right? Like I said, I've never been a Hard Knocks guy. I just don't know how many people are really – uh, amped up and, and and fired up to see it. And, of course, teams obviously are not amped up to be on it or there would already be a team. It is the latest in the year right now that uh, any team has been announced as the team that's going to be featured in Hard Knocks. So we'll talk with Ari Mayrov about that, but we'll talk all things uh, different NFL storylines. Going to be talking about the running backs. He put out a really good piece on the 33rdteam.com as well about the running backs, and that's going to be another theme as we continue to be on Josh Jacobs' watch and want to see what he's going to do. And there was another cryptic little message on Instagram, and I don't even really do Instagram, but the only reason I was able to see it is because I all of a sudden jumped on this uh, that thing that threads 
that is apparently related to Instagram. And I only did it because everybody else has done it. So I guess that's like bad on my part that, well, everyone else is doing it, so I better do it. So that didn't sound good now that I mentioned it. But apparently that's where a lot of people are trying to make the shift to is Thread. So I thought, well, I might as well go ahead and at least get my account ready and get everything set up. And so it's a... It's basically a relative of Instagram. And so if you have that, you have Instagram. And again, I have Instagram, but I don't use it. I'm just a Twitter guy, and that's enough for me, right? I mean, <laughs> I really can't do too much more than Twitter. I mean, Twitter already drives me crazy at times, so that's already a big enough headache. So now there's a couple more little uh, you know, outlets and social medias to use. And so I saw the cryptic uh, little message that he put out there, not even going to entertain it for real. And it's just simple as that, you know, and that's what he does. He just drops little messages here and there, and, you know, you could take it for what it's worth. But, you know, it doesn't take a genius to, to, to put two and two together and realize that he's probably talking about a contract offer. Maybe he's talking about just playing on the one-year tag. It obviously, in my opinion, has something to do with, uh, with the contract situation. So we'll talk all things running backs. We'll talk all things NFL. We'll talk about hard knocks with Ari Mayrod from 33rdteam.com coming up. At 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes of the day around 3.30. And then Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com. He'll join us to talk all things NBA as Summer League is getting underway tomorrow. There's so many people flocking to town tonight. I don't. I couldn't tell you how many people have texted me and said, hey, I'm on my way. We'll link up tomorrow. Hey, I'm on my way. We'll link up tomorrow. I was like, yeah, no problem. I, matter of fact, because of the experience I had last year trying to get my credential before Summer League, and I remember going down there in the line last year, to pick up our credential was so long. I actually got really lucky because I was supposed to do my show and starting at two o'clock and I got there not knowing the line was going to be that long. I want to say I got there about one o'clock thinking, oh, that's plenty of time to just go pick up my credential and slide on in. And then I saw the line and it was the longest line. It was like it was like the line at Christmas when there's a, a toy that's featured that you you know that if you ain't get there, or maybe like Black Friday when people used to show up at the store Tickle and wait. Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's, that lets you know how old we are, right? right. When it go back to like Tickle Me Elmo and remember when the kids all wanted Cabbage Patch Kids way back in the day and all that? Again, showing the age. I'm okay with that. I'm all right, Look, it's, it's a good thing to get old, right? It's well, a blessing to be able to get old. I, I can embrace that. So it looked like that line. It was so long, and I just got lucky because I saw Jesse Merrick from News 3LV, who obviously is a good friend of the show, good friend of the station. He's on the morning tailgate all the time. Of course, he's covering the Raiders like a glove for News 3LV, plus everything else, including the Aces and the Golden Knights and just anything going on in town. So I happened to see him, and instead of walking all the way to the back of the line and sitting there and saying, what in the hell am I going to do? I saw Jesse, and I, I started walking. I was like, hey, man, so yeah, and I just stopped and started talking to him, and I just stayed there. I did not budge. I just stayed there like I was. I belonged there. And so that's the one thing that I've always said and I've always lived by. Just look the part. If you look like you know what you're doing, guess what? Nobody will ever question you. It's the moment when you look suspect is the moment that you get busted. So I just walked up to him, started talking to him, and I even told him in the middle of the conversation, I was like, look, man, I'm just going to stand here because I ain't going all the way back to the back of that line. The show starts at 2 o'clock. I'm not going to miss it. He's like, yeah, no problem. As long as nobody says anything, I said, I ain't even worried about it. <laughs> I ain't even worried about it. So it worked out. It worked out really well, but I wasn't going to take that chance to, uh, this time. So I, uh, I went over there earlier this morning around 10 o'clock when it opened up. And, man, Ari, bruh, you want to talk about smooth sailing. I walked through the door. I looked around. There was so much space and opportunity. I didn't know where to go. There was, like, multiple people waiting to help me. They're like, hey, how can I help you, sir? It was like, three people asked me. And I was like, well, I don't care. Who wants to help me? So I went to one, one table. Oh, no, you go over there. Okay, no problem. Went to that table. Oh, no, actually, you know what? My bad. I got yours over here. Okay, cool. But it was all good. 
because there was no problem. It's like when you get to the airport early and you go through TSA and there's no sweat and you see the person behind you and they got like beads of sweat coming down their face and they know that it's all bad. Did I tell you the story of when I got married, obviously me and the wife, we got married, we had our wedding on Saturday and we went on vacation on Monday, right? We went on our honeymoon on Monday and we had this great plan to go to Florida. It's going to be fantastic. She had never been to the beach before in her life. So, you know, this is going to be a game changer, right? This was, this was the moment, man. I was going to come through like the first of the month. Like we already sealed the deal, but this was really like the nails in the coffin. Like, man, that's a wrap. This guy's a hero. <laughs> so we party all weekend long. It was October 20th when we got married. So we party all weekend long. Su- su- Sunday we watched the Raider game. We're in Texas. And we, we party the rest after the game. I think the Raiders lost, but we still party afterwards. Like, whatever. You know, it's, 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 the, it's the honeymoon weekend, so why not? So we party, and we party, and we were supposed to go to Austin, which was about an hour and a half from where we live. We were supposed to go to Austin on Monday morning. Well, lo- little did I know at that time, back in 2010, that Monday mornings are the worst day to travel. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the airport was, like, packed like sardines early on Monday morning. I had no idea. No idea. So we roll in there, and I'm not going to lie. We may have been, you know, running a few minutes late, right? We packed worthless. Our packing skills were terrible. Like when I got to – when we got finally got to our destination, I opened up my bag. I had like three pairs of drawers for like a whole week worth of stay. I think I had like three shorts, like a T-shirt. I, I, we, we had to make a beeline to Walmart. I had to go – like it was bad. How I, old were you? It was 10 years ago, or it was 2010, Ari, so it wasn't that old. adult, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I did my best demand impersonation. Like, I just was not prepared, right, it at happens. all. And she wasn't either. So, that, long story short, man, we get there, and the line to, to go through TSA was the longest line i ever seen. So, when we check in and everything, we check our, our, our bag, our one bag that we have, the lady's like, yeah, I don't think you guys are going to make your flight. Like, she told us that at the jump. And she's like, there's no way you're going to make it through that line by, by the time your flight hits. And I was like, yeah, we probably can. She's like, no, not that line. It, it doesn't go that fast. You're going to have to ask some people. So we're standing in the TS line, TSA line. I'm trying to ask people if we can go up. And I'm trying to make them feel bad for us. I'm like, you know, it's, we're about to go on our honeymoon. This, this is the first impression that she's going to get. And they're like, I ain't getting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, we missed that flight. You didn't meet someone like me with the middle seat who you could uh, get one right, over on. Right, right. Hustle them. Yeah. No, exactly. I didn't, I didn't know. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah, we missed that flight. And I thought to myself, boy, this is going to end bad. Like, if I'm trying to make an impression, this was probably not the right one to make. That's the worst feeling, by the way. I've been there with the flights. Yes. The connecting you start sweating, man. Your, your, your chest is pounding. But at least there's, like, a chance, right? You're, all right, if we, if we really hustle it, right. when, when the person on the other end is like, nah, it's, we I'm were just so letting late. you know it's We were happening. so late. We didn't, you know, they give you the little courtesy and they Say your name. Uh, well, uh, the, the flight 2237 is uh, looking for passenger Ari. If you are uh, anywhere near your gate, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what they say. I yeah. hear it all the time. But I didn't hear that one, so I never heard my name. Maybe they looked at it like, oh, we can't even say this dude's name, so we're just going to pass on him. I don't know what it was, but we never even heard our names. So we didn't, you know, we get there. The plane hasn't left yet, but the door's closed. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, we made it. And they're like, no, the door's already closed. I was like, well, just pop them things open real quick. Oh, come on. But even then, I mean, it's yeah. worth it because you need to get on. But right. even then, you're like that guy, like, oh, look at these jerks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. why we're sitting here I'm, waiting. Right. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to kind of hustle and try to run a little bit, but then try to fast walk because I don't want to look like the panic dude. But my, yeah, it was bad. So we missed that flight. So anyway, going back to Summer League, I ain't got to worry about that because I got my credential. I didn't have anything to worry about. It was super easy to get in there and get out. I did not have an experience like I had last year, so all is good. If you stay ready, 
You ain't got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Good words right Young there, man. Ari. So, Kurt <laughs> Heelan, NBCSports.com. I tell you that whole story to tell you that Kurt Heelan will join the show to talk all things NBA coming up at 4.30. Adam Hill at 2.30. Ari Mayrov at 3. Kurt Heelan at 4.30. Cover 3 at 3.30. We got plenty to get to on today's show. So, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Real quick before we get into the opening drive, Sir Whiskey Ray already hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R and you could do that throughout the course of the show no matter what we're talking about or if we're not talking about it at all. And he said, Q, yesterday's topic, the hot dog eating debate is hilarious. I do not want to be anywhere near these hot dog competitors' breath. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. And I agree 100%. Again, as I mentioned, and I've talked about it a couple times now, one, I never talk about the hot dog eating contest until it's actually the day of or the the day before. And that's what it's going to be. After today, I probably will never say another word about it until it gets around the 2nd of July, whatever. I mean, it's just it kind of is what it is. I don't know how those guys do what they do. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I like to enjoy my food, right? I mean, even if I want to eat a lot of it, I want to I want to enjoy it at least like I don't even I'm not even that guy anymore where you see there's only a couple pieces left like maybe it's pizza or something like that there's only a couple pieces left and you know you want to get one more but there's about three or four people that are about eyeing that same pizza I used to try to eat a little faster so I can grab it so I didn't get left behind now I'm like you know what if they get it they get it they get it they get little Sarah does that to me all the time at the house little Sarah does this all the time she always We'll go and she'll order something, and then I'll order something, and then she'll decide, like at Grimaldi's. We always go to Grimaldi's, right? And I always get the Don. Love that pizza. So she likes it, but she always gets a big salad first, and then she'll get something else. And so she'll be eating that. I'll get one piece of pizza, then I'll get another. And then also she'll swoop in and get like three. And I'm like, I know damn well you're not going to eat that, but I don't want to sound like the bad guy and be like, hey, I know damn well you're not going to eat that. Put that back. And then what happens? Two pieces in, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want that but she always is like i'm making sure i get mine before everyone else gets there so i'm not mad you know you got to do what you got to do so sir whiskey ray thanks for the text i do appreciate you for the opening drive i wanted to play a call that i got on my uh on my podcast voicemail line from last night i always like to bring some really good calls to the table especially since i wanted to talk about josh jacobs anyway again 11 days away from that july 17th deadline to get the long-term deal done i know that that's what he wants i know that's what raider nation wants that's hell that's what i want I think he deserves it. I think he's done a hell of a job since he's been in the league, and I know he's only had one season that was under 1,000 yards, but I think he's done a pretty good job, a really good job as a matter of fact. Of course, he didn't get his fifth-year option picked up, but then went out and led the league in, uh, in rushing. And it's a contract year. John McClain always tells us that, you know, you have to be careful for guys in contract years because they're going to excel, and then you may not get that production out of them again. But, again, Josh Jacobs, for everything that he's worth, everything that he brings to the table, his leadership – he established an identity for the Raiders last season when they didn't have an identity. I mean, he's a guy that I feel like has earned a contract. The question is, what is the contract supposed to look like? That's between Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs, and his agents, right? That's something that I have no idea what they believe is reasonable, what they believe is fair, and that goes for both sides of the fence. So I don't, I'm not here to count the man's pockets. I'm not here to tell the Raiders organization what to do. Uh, but, you know, hopefully something gets worked out in the next 11 days before that deadline. But Raider Eddie in Denver, he actually called, and he was talking about Josh Jacobs, and he was actually, you know, questioning. And he had, he, had a, he had a few things to say that wasn't the most popular about Josh Jacobs, but I thought it was an interesting call anyway. Check it out. Hey, Q, what's up? This is Raider Eddie in Denver. Um, I have an opinion on Josh Jacobs. It may not be the most popular opinion, but I just want to see what your thoughts are. 
maybe even hear from some others in the nation about it. I, for me, Josh Jacobs didn't have a good year two and three in the league. His um, average yards per rush were, were low. They were right around four. Um, one one of those years it was below four. Just not great season. So they didn't they didn't exercise his fifth year option. We know that. And then he has this big giant year last year in the contract year. I don't trust that he's going to put up those numbers again um, if he doesn't have to. So that's that's concern number one that I have on if I can trust Josh Jacobs. Uh, some others are just kind of these communications on Twitter and, and things that he says in interviews. I didn't love, you know, if you want me to be a hero, you got to pay me like a hero, whatever that comment was. And then later on, so he's making it about himself. Later on, there's a comment about, Hey, I'm doing this for all the running backs that come after me, um, behind me, you know. And that doesn't make any sense. I think he's trying to now deflect and make it as if, you know, he's doing something for others. When, when really, no, you're sitting out for yourself. If you really want to make a difference for others, there are other ways to do that. You know, use your your agent to try to, or work with the um, the collective bargaining. Uh, teams to try to adjust, you know, the leverage that the running backs have. That that might be a way to go about doing that. But to just kind of say something like that, I thought that was just kind of goofy, and I, I didn't I didn't love that coming from Josh Jacobs. Um, he's fighting with fans on Twitter, I guess, arguing some kind of petty comments. And then I, I also heard, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I also heard that he missed a camp that he was putting on for kids because he said he was sick. I, I, all of that stuff, I don't love all that stuff. Uh, the other stuff that I have heard is that he's a hard worker and, and, and stuff like that. I don't know, man. I, I'm not really feeling it from Josh Jacobs. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let me know. Do you love the show as always? Talk to you later. Raider Eddie in Denver right there and uh, always chimes in on the show. Definitely appreciate it. He chimes in on the on the podcast and here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So I always like to hear what he has to say. And it's okay to have differences of opinions. And, you know, when it comes to the social media stuff, I don't care. I honestly don't. And when it comes to, like, fighting with – or not fighting, but arguing with uh, with fans on Twitter, fans argue with me on Twitter. And I don't have – I don't have a dog in the fight, right? But I get fans on Twitter coming after me for no apparent reason, so I'm not really worried about that. Again, everything is kind of taken um, you know, out of context on, on social media, and that's why I call it a cesspool all the time. So I, I wouldn't worry about that kind of stuff. Uh, his camp, uh, what I've been told is that you know he, he had some kind of situation going on with the family, and from what I know of Josh Jacobs, he's a stand-up dude, so he's not going to BS about that and take it out on kids uh, because of a contract negotiation. So I don't, I don't see any of that. Now, when it comes to on the field, field Raider Eddie mentioned he he basically averaged four yards or just under four yards and last year was a great year at 4.9 per per, uh, carry he had he averaged that look man if you can give me four yards four yards of carry I'm good with that three carries that's a first down and then some change right I'm good with that if you could average four yards of carry and he basically has done that consistently throughout the course of his career the one year that he was under a thousand yards he averaged 3.9 yards of carry so that's still just about four yards of carry so I'm good with that his leadership Goes a long way. Uh, again, he was the he was the the identity of the team when they had no identity. The offensive line wasn't very good. He worked with them to help them get better. They continued to grind. He continued to encourage them. I, I think that the dude is is an A one guy. I really do. Now again, the dilemma comes in. What does what? It, how much does that value to you as an organization? What does that mean? You know, does that help you with a couple more wins? 
you know, or, or is it a situation where you're seeing across the league where more teams are getting rid of their high price running back and going and getting a couple guys that are less? I saw a, a stat from Vinny Bonsignor who said that I believe the Chiefs and the Eagles running back rooms cost less than Josh Jacobs' franchise tag cost, and they were in the Super Bowl, right? So, I mean, that's the argument that any team could throw out there. Well, again, and I, I don't subscribe to this, but, well, anybody could do that, right? Any, any running back could run the rock. I, again, I don't believe that. But the, the numbers are out there, and we've talked about it quite a bit, that the numbers are out there. So, again, regardless if you're on the side of Raider Eddie, if you think that he's crazy and that, you know, you throw the bag at Josh Jacobs, I just want to throw out there, and I want to hear from you at 69187, keyword r that's our don'tbebroke.com text line, then the phone lines as well, 702-365-9200, always open throughout the course of the show, as long as we don't have a guest. What do you think would be the smartest move for the Raiders to make when approaching the Josh Jacobs contract situation and why. So regardless of if you think he should get a long-term deal, franchise tag, whatever the case may be, what do you think would be the smartest situation for the Raiders, their approach to this situation and why? You've seen Josh Jacobs. You have you know know what he means to the team, right? We talk about it all the time. He's always holding it down in the locker room. He's helping the young guys along. Even a guy like Zamir White has talked to us and saying his praises about you know, what Josh Jacobs has meant to him and helped him kind of transition to the NFL. So I'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. This one's from the 209. What up, Q? Poncho here. Jacobs did recently say something on IG about not entertaining something. Could it be about the contract? Who knows and who cares? Guys want to get paid, especially if they're the most high-risk position. Let the man get his money. And, yeah, that's what I was talking about at the top of the show where he said – uh, not even going to entertain it for real. One, I saw on uh, on Instagram he was fishing. Looked like he was fishing with his kids and and, uh, and his friends, which is cool. Uh, I think that that's, that's awesome that he's out there, you know, trying to relax and, and chill before, obviously, training camp comes around and everything and, and letting his agents take care of it. But then the very next message on Instagram was not even going to entertain it for real. So, again, that was Josh Jacobs. And, you know, we can – we could take it and say that it means this or it means that. There's been a few of those messages that he's put out there on Instagram that I do believe are contract-related, just like I believe that one's contract-related. But obviously not talking to him personally, I can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, this is exactly what he means by that. But, I mean, again, it doesn't take a science a scientist to put two and two together and understand what he means by that. So, again, I ask you, and Pancho, I'll ask you as well, what do you think would be the smartest move for the Raiders to make when approaching this Josh Jacobs co- contract situation and why? Do you think they should give him a multi-year deal? Give him uh, the the play and make him play on the one-year franchise tag. Uh, there's also the option of rescinding the franchise tag. I don't think that that'd be a good idea. But you know, it's it's another option that's out there. And also, I want to clear up because there's people that don't really quite understand that when training camp happens and hits, it's it doesn't if if he's not there, he's not going to get fines. I hear people talking about fines and he's going to get that as soon as training camp opens. No, he's not. He doesn't have a contract. He has not signed his franchise tag, so technically he has no contract. You can't get fines if you have no contract. So right now, he can sit out, sit out, and sit out all he wants without having any kind of penalty, except for he's just not going to get paid. I mean, that's, that's just the bottom line right there. And then at some point, maybe the Raiders do stay. Yeah, we just want to rescind the, the contract. We believe Zamir White, Britton Brown, Amir Abdullah, you know, uh, Brandon uh, Bolden, uh, they're all going to get it done. 
Again, I don't think that that would be a good idea. I don't think that that's uh, something that they're thinking about, but you know that it's a reasonable option that is out there. So, again, I ask you, what do you think would be the smartest move for the Raiders to make when approaching the Josh Jacobs contract situation and why? 702-365-9200. Who we got up? Hardcore Raider. Hardcore. Give me something good, Hardcore. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I hope you're doing good. Yes, sir. uh, uh, First of all, I think some of the comparisons with, you know, when people are comparing Josh Jacobs with some of these guys, I don't think it's a fair comparison, whether it's okay. McCaffrey, um, you know, Cooks, or, uh, you know, if you even look at Le- Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was, like, admittedly, like, getting high before games, you know, and I'll just leave that part at that. But, like, Josh Jacobs is just a different dude, you know. He, not just his leadership and not just, like, the yards that he got last year, but, you know, he's one of the guys that has, like, sat there in the locker room you know, I don't know if you remember the Jets game. I think it was like second year in the NFL. And he's like, you know, uh, the next week, he's like, you know, I'm glad we didn't give up uh, this week. Meaning when he said that, he felt like the team had gave up yeah. the week before. Yep. So the point is, is he's been a voice when some people maybe didn't want to be that guy target on their back. Yeah. And there's no, pri- there's no price for a, a guy that has that kind of integrity that's willing to shoulder that kind of weight. So Yes, it should be at least a three-year deal. Okay. You know? and, and why? Because the dude is a stud. He's a super stud. If we can't keep the studs on our team that want to play for our team and help us to hopefully win a championship here soon, well, then I don't know what this coaching staff or what the Raiders are even doing. So that's okay. all i got to say. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. And, and yeah, I mean, don't sound so down because, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that he, uh, you know, is a, a stand-up guy. I think he is a – uh, a locker room leader. There's a reason why you know he he won the uh, the Bros Award last year because he does talk when he doesn't want to talk, and he said it too. He's like, hey, you know what? Half the time I come into the locker room after the game, I don't want to even talk to you guys, but I'll do it right. And so there's there's a lot of things to like about him on and off the field. So I'm with you, hardcore. I, I'm not against you at all. Let's uh, get one more call in. Uh, how about Mark and San Mateo? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Mark? Hey Q, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm with hardcore. You know the the Raiders this is probably the least interested I've been in the team. And I go back to 76 Q and Mm. um, it just, it's been really, you know, I I know that they say, Hey, you know, we want to build a consistent winner year in year out. How about I'd I'd take every other year, every third year. I mean, (laughs) what we've been through in the last 20 years, you know, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for so long and I always, you know, I think this is the year. And I was so stoked two years ago when Josh put the team on his back, basically if you remember that game to play in against the Chargers, it was like third and seven or something, and he runs for like 12 yards before they kick that field goal to get in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, and kick the Chargers out. I mean, that, that, the, the way this guy runs, I, I'll never forget the call with Gruden. When Gruden, you know, he was, they were so fired up to get Josh Jacobs. That was, I mean, along with Max and Renfro, they, they had some pretty solid, you know, I know they had their first-round bust, whatever, but I I don't know. I, I, I hope, you, you know, you can have a show on the interest of the team because after going from Gruden to, to McDaniels, I just don't know, man. I, I, I hope that we see a major improvement this year. Um, I, I wasn't stoked on the whole Garoppolo thing. I think, like you, you were worried about the injury history. Yes, sir. I remember you talking about that. Yep, yep. I definitely, I'm definitely uh, really worried about that this year. And so, you know, the one guy you could do, you give him a big signing bonus. This guy deserves it. Get Josh Jacobs signed. Show the Raiders, you know, that we, we take care of the guys that are taking care of us. And, um, 
you know, if they don't sign him and we lose him next year, I, I, it's just, I mean, that's just bad business. So, anyways, I know I'm venting, and uh, just I'm a frustrated Raider fan, Q. That's all I can say. Hey, brother, it's okay. I, that's what we're here for is, is, is letting you vent. I'm good with that, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, that's the thing about it. I've said that many times. Take care of the guys that take care of you, especially the homegrown dudes. Right, it's one thing to go out and get a free agent, even a young free agent. But if you could take care of the guys that are homegrown, do it. And the Raiders did that, and even this staff did that. I mean, think about it. When they came in, what's the first thing they did? They re-signed Max Crosby. Then what did they do? They went out there and, and, and made a move and gave a car an extension. Then what did they do? They got Hunter Renfro an extension. Then what did they do? Then they got Darren Waller an extension. Now, you know, a few months later, cars in New Orleans, Waller's in New York. Renfro, who knows, you know, the conversation's been out there about him. And Jacobs is looking for a contract, right, after getting his fifth-year option declined. So, I mean, you know, I always say that, you know, bring the homegrown guys with you and make sure that they're, they're taken care of. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, Mark, I'm with you. And, and, and I think that it would make all the sense in the world to make sure Jacobs, for every reason that you said, gets re-signed, two-, three-year deal, whatever the case may be, however the economics work things out, I think it should happen. 228 is the time. We'll ask Adam Hill. He'll join us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. The deadline is not until July, so again, uh, I, I respect everything about that process. I this is not the first time that you know that's happened in terms of me being a part of that. So you know, I, like I said, I stand by what I said before. Love the kid, love the player, love the person, and look forward to when I see him. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels right there talking about Josh Jacobs and that July 17th deadline to get that long-term deal done. As we look at the calendar, it is July 6th, 2023, 11 days from today. And, well, today's just about in the books. But join us now on the phone lines from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas, is our good friend Adam Hill. And, Adam, we'll start with uh, Josh Jacobs. And you heard Josh McDaniels right there. You were at the press conference when he said that. The, trade, the deadline, not the trade deadline, but the deadline to get a long-term deal done is 11 days from now. How do you think the Raiders should be approaching this situation with Josh? Yeah, the deadline's not until July, Q. That's what he <laughs> said. Well, July, hey, it's coming up on us. Uh, before I go there, I, wanted, I, I was just listening, so I wanted to go back to uh, a couple of the calls because uh, the last guy that was just on said he hasn't been this disinterested in the team in 20 years, yeah. and yet he's listening to – Raider Nation radio during the dead period of the NFL? He's listening to his boy. Come on. I'm on the radio. He wants to hear his boy. (laughs) I love when people say they're not interested or disinterested or, like, they're in. And I'm not – I'm not mocking. It's just, it's just to point out, like, it's an addiction. We're all in. We're all obsessed with it. Um, it that just is what it is. So it's impossible to get away. And uh, sorry, somebody else is calling me break it up there. But, no, it's impossible to get away from it. And I get it. Like, I understand it. Um, fandom is tough, man. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're beat up by your team. You're beat down. You don't like what's going on. And um, it's, it's, it's difficult. But uh, I feel his pain. And then, you know, the, the the conversation about Josh Jacobs, which, you know, you asked me about, and, and I know, uh, you know, I'm listening to what fans are saying, and, and you're saying as well, if you want guys rewarded, and, and that's true, but I do feel you have to you have to separate it, right? Like, yeah. I I love Josh Jacobs, the person, when I'm around him. I, I think he's 
engaging. I think he listens to what you're asking him. Um, he's unbelievable to cover, and and I, it's a guy you root for, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really positive things, and it, not only off the field because that's us selfishly. We like that part of it, but on the field, I mean, just gives everything, leaves everything out on the field every moment of the game, and he has done that his entire career. And you want to see guys like that rewarded, but like it's not in the best interest of the business. It's just not, and it, it sucks. It's really unfortunate. I've advocated a lot for changing how we pay running backs and changing um, how we address the position. Like, I don't think it's fair how they're paid and how teams don't want to pay them, but I do think it's the right decision by the team. So it's just a really, really difficult situation. But I'm going to also point this out. And, and people that want to, you know, want to see loyalty and want to see guys rewarded, and I think there is something to, hey, if you don't pay this guy, then what kind of message would that send? I get that. Mm-hmm. But all you have to do is look across town. And I'm sitting right outside uh, T-Mobile Arena right now, yeah. and I just watched a, a championship by being the most heartless, heartless, disloyal, like anything you want to say. Like, they do not give a darn about your feelings, and they won. Right. So that's, that's important to kind of point out. Right. So that's the ultimate goal is obviously to go out there and win. So with all that being said, Adam, and, and you make great points on, on both sides of it, and, and I get the business side of things. I get the fans' point of view, and I'm like you. I'm a big fan of Josh Jacobs in general just because he's a hell of a dude. What do you think happens in the next 11 days? Well, I don't think anything happens in the next 10 days. Okay. Um, and I think we're, you know, I think we're at a point where, you know, deadlines are going to drive action, and that's, that's what we usually see. Um, I think that this is a a process of the team has probably made what they consider their last offer, and Josh Jacobs has to decide what he wants to do. And it, it seems like the choice will be: Do you want security? Um, you know, do you want the fact that you have maybe two or three years under contract, or do you want? Because I feel like if there is a contract on the table, and we haven't really heard any details, but I feel like. If there is a deal on the table, the average annual value of that contract is going to be less than what the franchise tag is for one year. So if you're Josh Jacobs, do you want to take a pay cut this year and next? Um, or do you want to play it out one year on a franchise tag and then enter free agency next year and you know maybe get a payday then? But I think that's an option. I don't think a year deal that's guaranteed it's going to be for more per year than the one-year franchise tag. Josh Jacobs put out a, a message on Instagram, and you could take these for whatever they're worth, but it says, not even going to entertain it for real. And that's not the first message he's put out there, as you very well know. Uh, thoughts on that message right there? Is that about that contract that you're just talking about, the way it's probably structured? Did we lose him? No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah. Try, try to reconnect with him, Ari. He sounded like he just cut out. He's starting to cut out a little bit uh, there. Let's uh, let's try to reconnect with him one more time. I want to make sure to get his uh, his proper thoughts. And uh, yeah, so there's that. Sometimes that happens. Uh, as he mentioned, he's sitting outside of uh, T-Mobile Arena as he's putting in a lot of work doing uh, some UFC coverage as of right now. But Adam Hill joins us again on the phone lines. And Adam, are you able to hear me now? I'm better. I'm better. I'm oh yeah, there you go. You're good. Okay. Um. So so yeah. Look, I, he sent out. A, I. Every time he does it, I just feel it's like it, it hurts you, right? It, just, it hurts because you feel like he deserves everything that he's asking for and everything he's pointing out, he deserves it. And, and so it's tough to, to, you know, to go the, the feel like somebody's going through that where they don't feel respected and all those other things. But I feel like the team is probably going to dig in. And look, 
I'm not usually a management guy. Like that's my 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 usual inclination is for the players all the time, um, and it is like I I want the running backs rewarded. But the reality of the situation is that's where it is. And so when you watch what Josh Jacobs is going through um, on a personal level, you want him to get his deal. But I just I don't think the team would be serving their own best interest best to sign him to a long-term deal of any kind. So I, I, I feel like it's gotten to a point where it's more than just business. Like, there are personal feelings involved. I'm sure Josh Jacobs feels disrespected. It's going to be tough uh, to come to a deal when you feel that way. But in the end, business usually wins, and um, I'm sure we'll see down to, the, down to the wire. They'll try to work out a deal, and if they don't, um, I imagine he's just going to come in and play on the tag. Now it's possible he doesn't. People have tried it before. It hasn't really worked out great, but <laughs> right. um, I imagine he'll play on the tag, and then – probably hit free agency and probably have some ill will toward the Raiders when he does enter free agency. And so that's, that's the other kind of calculus that you're playing with here. It's, it's a, it's a really fine line. It's a, it's a tough situation to deal with, but um, this is the reality of what business is in the, in the world and in sports. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Again, Adam Hills, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the guys that helped pave the way for him to lead the league in rushing was the offensive line. They came together at some point throughout the course of the season and were a lot better than we all expected them to be. How much competition do you think is going to be there in, in training camp on that offensive line? I think there, there will be some for sure. I mean, I think that there's, there's some spots that I, they, they weren't necessarily firm on. Um, especially, you know, a guy like, like Alex Bars, who I think had moments, but um, certainly there's, you know, a possibility that the door is open there. And, and there's, you know, you know, Brandon Parker's situation is interesting, I think, for sure. But um, I, I think one thing to look at is all the, the negatives about the offensive line going into last season, and the offensive line was okay. Like, they, they weren't great, they weren't top of the league, but they were right in the middle of the pack. And I think that's uh, a huge improvement for where they – where we thought they were going to be and where everybody thought they were going to be. And I think that speaks a lot to just kind of letting them play. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of guys that came back from the year before and were, you know, with the organization and, and worked together and they were cohesive. And I think that we underestimate that part a lot of it. I think we often look at individuals on the offensive line and I, I think it's very tough to, to process that it's a unit and not a, not a bunch of individual players like it is at a lot of other positions. And so I think that continuity really helped them develop. And I know it's not an exciting thing to say. I know I know fans aren't like thrilled about it, but I think if you, you know, let these guys continue to, to work together, that cohesiveness is going to make them all better individually too. So um, I think that's part of what they're they're kind of factoring in here as they assess where they are on the offensive line. Like you notice, they didn't go make a big splash there or anything. So right. um, I, I do think that they have, you know, they've got options. They've got guys that maybe are continuing to work into that that situation where they deserve playing time. But um, I think there's something to be said about letting these guys continue to work together and just getting better cohesively. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I do think that there's a few rooms and few areas that they could uh, improve and have a little bit of competition. But all in all, the offensive line did a lot better than, like I said, uh, a lot of us expected in 2022. Flipping over on the defensive side of things, we know Max Crosby's there. We know Chandler Jones is there. Kind of, I feel like I know what to expect from Chandler Jones after seeing him last year. Maybe he all of a sudden has a throwback-the-clock type, you know, type season and, and, and flashes again like what they expected when they draft or when they signed him as a free agent. But outside of those guys, who are you expecting to really kind of step up even during training camp and say, hey, don't forget I'm here. I'm a difference maker. Well, did, Ch- did Chandler get younger? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just checking. I, I wasn't sure. Um, so, yeah. Look, I, I think it's, it's easy answers, but 
Uh, are you saying up front or defense in general? I mean, just defense in general. Like, I was looking yeah. at three guys that I feel like that really need to, to be able to play at a higher level to make this defense better, and I was looking at I, Divine Diablo, I, Nate Hobbs, and Trayvon Merrick. Those are my three guys. Two are pretty obvious. I think if, if Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Merrick could bounce back to what they were two years ago, um, and not even just bounce back to that level, but bounce back to, you know, a, a level of, of the trajectory that they were on showing – uh, Trayvon Merrick was really fascinating in the step back. See that coming. I I thought that there was going to be nothing but upward mobility for him. Um, so I, I know that he's talked about that. You know, finding that confidence again. I know that a lot of people in that room have talked about how he's, um, you know, he's feeling more like he did two years ago than he was last year. And um, it's really tough to explain what happened uh, last year. But I think that there's a lot of optimism that he can get back there, and I think that's very very important. Um, obviously, a guy that had a lot of expectations coming in probably should have been a first round pick. Um, play like he probably should have been a first round pick as a rookie um, and then it just wasn't there last year so I think that's a big one to look at and then kind of on the similar side but it, because of injury reasons was Nate Hobbs who mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody expected to be a superstar and just was was so set back by injuries last year and tried to battle through I mean there, there's a few guys tougher than that dude um, but he tried to battle through it but it was just really really difficult for him so I think he's another guy who if you can if you could see not only full health but um, you know, getting that kind of confidence back, not that he lost it necessarily, but just playing at that level and believing in himself again, then um, I think those are two guys that could really transform what the defense looks like. Yeah, no, they can. And that secondary in particular, right, the safeties and the corners definitely need to step up as there's been conversations about Marcus Peters joining the mix. And who knows if they need him, if they don't need him. Uh, that's that's a story for another day. Well, Adam, before we let you go, I know you've been doing a lot of UFC coverage. Uh, what do you got going on over there? What, what's What's cooking with the UFC? Yeah, there's a, it's not the biggest event of the year like it usually is for this week because a couple fights fell through, but there are some pretty intriguing matchups. And I know a guy for everybody to keep an eye on, if you haven't named yet, Bo Nickel, a three-time national for Penn State, maybe the the most hyped prospect the UFC, the UFC has ever seen. Um, he is fighting for the second time in the UFC uh, this weekend. I know last time a lot of people questioned him because he, he struggled to take the guy down that he was fighting because it took him 20 seconds to get him to the ground <laughs> and people are like what's wrong with him um so that was kind of funny but that's the kind of expectation that are on bo nickel he is most likely going to be the biggest favorite in ufc history when he actually steps in the cage on saturday uh because the guy that he's fighting was a last minute replacement who runs a landscaping company he's a fighter he's seven and oh but you know he has a side job and got off a long day of work was opening a beer and they said hey do you want to fight bo nickel on saturday so uh, probably about a minus 3,000 favorite is Bo Nickel, but he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. I think uh, people are going to know his name very, very soon. There you go. Well, I'm writing it down right now. It's gonna. Uh, that's what I'm going to pay attention to. That'll be the name I look for. That's how I That's how I came up on Conor McGregor, right? Someone gave me a tip early on, and I started following him. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. This guy's kind of cool. And then he, well, then he wasn't. So there's that. But, Adam, great stuff as always, man. Definitely appreciate you. Have a great day. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. There he goes. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Of course, ESPN Las Vegas as well. Our sister station uh, with Cofield and Company at Adam Hill LVRJ on Twitter. You heard what Adam had to say. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187 keyword r What do you think would be the smartest move for the Raiders to make when approaching the Josh Jacobs contract situation and why? 11 days from today is the deadline. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. 
Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword RNRQ. Once again, fantastic interview with Adam Hill. Love his insight for our Raiders and UFC. Brandon Moreno for the W. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. So thank you so much for that text. Definitely appreciate you. Also got a text again from Poncho. He said, what up, Q? It's Poncho again answering your question. And I try and just give him a two-year, $26 million contract with the possibility of the second year being a team option. Now, it's not ideal, and he's not... He's not one to regress and play, but what if he does? Let's try and keep it simple and pay him his money. That's from Poncho, and that's the thing about it. You realize the player that Josh Jacobs is, but you also realize the dynamics and the economics behind things and the truth of the matter when it comes to running backs. And unless they're built like a tank like Derrick Henry, most of the time they start to wind down. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate it. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Raider X? Hey, what's going on, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. Hey, bro, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of tap into all the information that you're bringing at us right now with Adam Hill and also kind of also reflecting back about what you talked about yesterday about the salary cap, the, the, the long, you know, the yeah. three-year uh, look at that. So that all kind of taken account, and the only way I can kind of equate all this is kind of talking about, you know, you kind of, uh, it's like it's like gambling. You know, you gamble, you're supposed to gamble with your mind and not your heart. Right. And hopefully, And hopefully he's not negotiating with his heart. And, you know, because that's what it seems like. And he really needs to look at the overall reflection of, you know, what the running backs are getting right now. Yeah, he's above the average running back. And, and that's really what he would get paid. You know, he'd get paid like probably, you know, in the, in, in the top tier, but not the top, you know, the top three or four. And that's the same problem with, with, with Barkley. And Barkley has a little bit more production in some of the early, early parts. But lately he's faltered too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of look at, you know, the Giants not committing on him. So, you know, as as Alan spoke about, and some of your 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 other you know guests have talked in previous shows. You know, you take that that tag, and you know, and do what you're going to do. You're going to make in one in one season what you made in the last three, three to four years. Mm-hmm. You know, in one season. I know that's not good, and that's not what he feels he's worth. And God bless him. Go out there and prove it again. Like you said, everybody's going to is going to ball out in that that contract year. You know, so that's what I want to test. But you know, one thing I want to—I want you, you know, to educate me like a like a three-year-old <laughs> is get back and talk to us about him being on that franchise tag. So being on that franchise tag and him holding out the ramifications to him of getting—obviously, he can't get fined because right. he doesn't have a contract. But the whole thing is—does that count against the Raiders' cap? Let's say he holds out for a few games, or let's say he holds out halfway through the season. And let's say, hey, do you know what? They say, you know what? We're, we're, just, we're not even going to consider it. Our negotiations are closed. You know, would that enable them to go out and spend that money somewhere else? You know, how does that all work? And how does that all fit, fit, you know, fit into their overall their scheme? Because obviously, you said they're, they're tied against the numbers. Where do they know? Where do they, they, they go? And let's say they, they get on a little run and they need a little bit more beef back there. And maybe they need someone else that, 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 that's floating around out there. So I just want to kind of see the dynamics. But I really hope that he, you know, gets to his senses gathers, you know, straighten out that, that brain and says, you know what, let's go make that money. You know, like I say, get that chicken. Yeah. Chicken's in the hand, man. Let's go get it. Get it done. And and then roll on from there. And if he has hard feelings, that kind of sucks. But, you know, business is business. And unfortunately, we haven't had a Raider regime that's run strictly business. There's a lot of good guy mentality. We always said about Gruden. He, got, he brought in a lot of guys they thought he was cool with, but they didn't produce between the grid lines. We need we need gridline players. We need guys that are actually all about that business, about football, and they put it first. All right, man, that's all I got. Raider X out. 
Hey, great call, man. Great call. Real quick, I'll just say this. Right now, because he has the $10 million franchise tag, and that's guaranteed money, if he were to sign it today, it has to be there available. So it's available right now. So it's actually a salary cap hit on the Raiders right now. Now, if they rescind it, then all of a sudden that's going to free up their $10 million that they have. So you wouldn't have to worry about it then. You know, Then they would have that money to go out there and spend. But right now, it's basically counted against their salary cap because they have the offer out there. But like you said, he can't get fined right now because he hasn't signed it. But the minute he signs it is the minute it's fully guaranteed and that money must be available. 2.55 is the time. We'll dig a little bit deeper into the weeds when it comes to the running back position. Ari Mayrob from the 33 teamcom will join the show next. It's Red Nation Radio 920.